0: Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Well, thank you for coming to church today. I want to talk a little bit about our renovation so you'll know more about what's going on. Those of you who've been around for a while, you know that we've been on a journey. I mean, a long journey to get to the point where we are today. Let me back us up to September 9th, 2018. That was our very first Sunday in the gymnasium. How many were here on that first Sunday we were in here? So many of you, I appreciate you. Well, five days later, after we moved in here, we had a hurricane hit our city, Hurricane Florence, and that just changed everything for us. So when we moved in on that first Sunday here, I said to everybody, hey, guess what? We're going to be in this portable location for about two years. And everybody celebrated because we thought, oh, we can do anything for two years. The hurricane came and flooded our city, flooded homes, flooded businesses. It flooded the activity center. And it was a setback for us it probably set us back over a year of time. We had to refocus for a season. We had many people who who dispersed out of church and finances dropped off. We weren't even able to meet for several weeks here. We met in another church for, for a season until we were able to come back here. And it really set us back. We felt the impact of that, but we began to build back. We began to bring our church body back together. We began to see our finances pick back up. So we started to refocus again on our building. And many of you remember that we started talking about now our new building process and what it's going to take to move into our new building. We hired an architect. We designed this brand new facility. We presented the project to our city. And we began to find our excitement about the future. And I promised our church then, Hey, now we're on a brand new track and this is not going to take us long. And we're going to build this building and just give us a little more time. And everybody said, we got you pastor. We're with you. We'll stay in the hunt. And then COVID-19 hit When COVID-19 hit, as you remember, churches across the country closed down, businesses closed down, schools closed down, hospitals filled up, tensions across our country were on the rise, fear was escalating, racism emerges, cities are burned, political opinions divides everyone, and the price of construction escalates out of control. When we finally come out of COVID enough to regather again, we find out the cost to build this new building that we wanted had doubled and it brought us to a full stop. I did a series called pivot. How many remembers pivot? Uh, yes. Oh man. We, uh, I set you up because I was teaching you that sometimes you have to pivot when you follow God and we had to pivot and we had to pivot away from building and move our attention to the old jelly bean skating ring. And so I promised you then, Hey, it won't be long. We're going to begin the process. But we got stuck with the city again and it took week after week into a month after month and, and you have hung with me all through it all. I want to take a minute and just recognize the people who have literally weathered the storms and remain loyal to God and our church through it all. Can I just say thank you? I appreciate you and I love you. Amen. You can give that a clap. Many of you have walked out this journey with us. You have worshipped in a gymnasium, and you have sat on plastic chairs, and you have helped set up an auditorium in a gymnasium, and many of you have helped pack this place up and put it in a trailer week after week. You have attended sisterhood meetings, and you have gone to Echo Youth and our Life Young Adults in a back room of an office complex that was probably created to just be a garage and we tried to make it into a makeshift mini auditorium. You did it. Celebrate Recovery couldn't even meet with us. They're so ginormous in size and scope that we had no facility for them. So they had to find another church to meet in. The last four years for us have been like a desert season and we have weathered the storms. Many of you have felt the same disappointments that I have felt. You have felt the, the, the sting of, of not being able to move forward. But I wanna congratulate you and thank you because you're still here. You're still serving. You are still giving and you are still believing that the best is still to come. Amen. This announcement, For all the faithful ones is for you. It's a testimony. It's a testament to your faithfulness. And there have been hundreds and hundreds of people who have been faithful through it all. And I personally, as your pastor, want to say thank you. Thank you for pivoting. Thank you for having confidence in me and this church. And now we are at a position where we get to move forward with our new renovations. If you're new to us, we have been here but we're moving forward somewhere in the mid to halfway through next year, maybe the fall of 2023, we will move into our brand new facility. I want to show you a picture from the outside. You can clap. Go ahead. Um, I want to show you a picture. This is a picture of what the jelly bean skating ring. Now life church is going to look like on the outside If you're new to us, we have now contracted this, we're under renovations and what we're building, what you'll see on the next slide is what is inside. And let me just show you a little bit on the very top of the screen there in the orange area, that's gonna be the new lobby. And just to the side of that, the other side of the chairs and couches are gonna be the coffee shop and cafe. Well, three of you are excited about that, I know better. Hey, over here on this far side, is the kids' ministries. We've got a phenomenal space laid out for our children, plenty of room to grow. It's gonna be amazing for them. Then the auditorium you see down here will seat 600 people, which is twice the size of what we have today. And so that's gonna be amazing. And then up on the top are the offices. And so that is what is being renovated right now. And let me just show you a couple pictures because what you need to see is, is we're already underway. It's already happening. They've already framed out the auditorium. And so things are happening. Catch the next slide for me. And you can see that they're putting up the the walls in there and it's already happening. It's amazing. And so we're so excited about our future. It's going to be great. Can I get a great amen and a cheer? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to share three things with you that you can help while we're under renovations and how you can participate. And the first is I would like to encourage you to pray. Pray about this project. Every time you drive by the old jelly bean skating rink, now Life Church, every time you drive by, maybe place your hand towards that project and say, Lord, we thank you. We are so blessed that you've given us a place and, and just pray over that building and begin to pray for for the workers that are in there and the subcontractors and pray for their safety and pray the subcontractors show up and and do all their work and just pray over everything around that facility pray for the materials to be delivered on time cuz you know that's an issue and just pray that this happens faster and we get to move in sooner than we expect and pray for God's presence to be in that and over that facility there just prepare a way for us to prayer. Can you do that with me church? The next thing I would like to encourage you in is in the area of giving. And so we began a a campaign back in the spring and we called it the courageous campaign. And the courageous campaign is a giving campaign. It's a pledge uh, campaign for us to raise additional dollars that will go above and beyond what we're doing for the actual construction of the building. And so we set a goal back in the spring for us to raise $1.5 million. And so then people just prayed about it And they said, this is what we believe the Lord is leading us to do. And the pledges came in for a three-year period of time. And I'll show you on the screen the pledge that came in. Uh, We had pledges of $1.461 million was pledged. And so far, year-to-date, $453,000 have been given towards the Courageous Campaign. But you may be asking, why are we raising money above and beyond the actual construction? And the reason is is it takes a lot of money to be able to outfit a facility for a church. As an example, we're not gonna have plastic chairs in the next building, hallelujah. We're gonna have very comfortable chairs that you can sit in and you'll just be able to lean in those chairs while I'm preaching, it'll be great. Uh, I believe next month we'll have one of those chairs here to show you and we'll let you just we'll maybe one lucky person can sit in the chair when we get that chair in. But that stuff costs money to be able to outfit a building. Our children's church we've got equipment that we have to buy. There's like miniature tables and chairs that are special for them. We're going to have cribs for our babies and we'll have Uh, toys for our children. We're going to have TVs on the walls for our children. And there's so much there. We have for our lobby, we're going to have all the chairs and the sofas that are in the lobby to make it just beautiful for us when we come in. Uh, we're going to have um, signs all over the building because you got to know where everything is and all of that costs money um, we're going to have audio and video equipment that has to go in our auditorium now praise the lord much of what we have will be able to use in that auditorium but because of the size and the scope of that auditorium there'll be some additional pieces that have to be purchased one of the things that we're going to buy and I think you're going to like this are sound treatments or acoustical panels for for that room. And the reason that's important is because the acoustical panels make the tech team who, can I just give a shout out to our tech team? You guys are amazing. Thank you. They work so hard to try to make it sound good in an auditorium that's actually a gymnasium and there are no sound treatments in here and the sound just bangs off these hard walls and it creates weird sounds in your ears. And and the older you get, the worse it sounds. And so I stand up here sometimes, I'm like, I can't hear anything. And and they're trying to overpower this incredibly terrible auditorium. So when we go into our new auditorium, we'll have these treatments on the walls that absorb the sound and make the sound perfection. And you're going to come in at any age and go, ah, I love it. I love it. And so for all of us that have reached past the, the 50s, you're going to be so happy when you come to church. Amen to that. But that stuff costs money. You know, you got to pay for this. And so that's what it's about. Office furniture. We have a security system that we're putting in. Listen, we have an amazing investment here and we have to protect it. Uh, we want uh, video surveillance in and around our building, help protect uh Our families when they come in, especially if we have sisterhood in the evenings. We need security out there. And so we're going to be completely, completely ready. We have kitchen equipment we have to buy, coffee equipment for the three of you that clapped a minute ago. We're going to have coffee. And so there's just so much. So listen, that's what the Courageous Campaign is all about. And so if you are here today and you are not a part of our Courageous Campaign, I want to invite you to join us We asked our church in the spring if you would be a part of this campaign, and all we asked for were two things. We asked that 100% of our congregation would participate, and we asked you just to pray about the amount. Listen, we put no pressure on it. You just say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want our family to do? And then I just ask you to courageously obey the Lord. And so if you're interested in jumping in and being a part of that, if you're new, you can see Greg Redden. and he'll be out in the foyer right after church. And you can say, hey, I want some information about that. He'd be glad to tell you more about it. Amen, church. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. All right. We got it. We got to be in it. We got to be in it. The last thing I want to share with you about what you can do as we are preparing for our new building is you can help us grow. You can help us grow God's kingdom. You can help make more disciples for the kingdom of God. You can help help more people find life in Jesus Christ. We need to continue to reach people while we are under renovation. We cannot sit back and just go one day when we get there, then we'll really do ministry. We are given the opportunity now to serve God and to be able to help people who are lost and people who are unchurched and bring them into this building and watch God work in their life. We are not going to sit back and just wait. We're not going to pause the mission while we're building our building. And so right now, I want to encourage you, is a great time to bring your friends to church, bring your coworkers to church, bring people to this house. Why? Because we're going to continue to worship God with passion in this house. How great was worship today? Amen, it was great. Lost people need to see and feel and appreciate the presence of God. Bring your friends. We're going to host this event that Pastor Gina was talking about today with with the um, uh, Christmas market. It's a great way to introduce people to our church so they can come and be a part of it. We're going to have the biggest and best Christmas Eve Eve services we've ever had. You're like, what is that? Eve Eve, listen, we're not gonna do it on Christmas Eve. We're gonna do it the day before Christmas Eve. It'll be Friday night and it's gonna be spectacular. And you're gonna wanna be here and invite friends to that. Our Flourish Women's Conference is scheduled for next spring. And so every, listen, we decided as a staff, as a team, that we are not going to limp across the finish line. We're not gonna just get there and say, now we're gonna start doing ministry. We're in ministry today And we believe that the best is here today. Yes, it's still to come, but we're not gonna miss what God is doing in this house right now because God has a plan for people today and we don't wanna miss it. We've come too far. We've got, listen, this church has so much tenacity. This church is able to overcome so many things that in this season, we're not going to sit back and go later we'll do it. Now is our season. Can I get an amen, church? So I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging you. One is pray. Two, give. Three, let's grow the kingdom together. Can I get it? One last amen, and we're going to preach a message. Listen, I want to preach to you for just a short period of time because I've had such a long announcement here and, um, but I don't want to miss a moment here to share God's word with you, but I'm going to tie it right to that last point because I think it's important for us to understand the, the, the principle here. And so my title, my message is don't miss the mission. And what I'm referring to is the fact that we can't miss what God is wanting to do now in people's lives. And so we need, to, we need to be about God's mission right now. So over the last few weeks, we've been in a series about the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today I want to just pick right up with that in the book, in the book of Acts chapter one, eight, it says it like this, it says, you will receive power. Everybody say power. power. You're gonna receive power, power from the Holy Spirit when he comes upon you. Now in week one, we talked about activating the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're activated. If you missed that, go back and watch the sermon on that. Then the following week, last week, we talked about hearing the voice of God so that we can be led by the Spirit. But why do we have the Holy Spirit upon us? It says, so that you will be my, everybody say it with me, witnesses. Let's try it again. So you will be my? So the power of God is on us to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I was studying last week a little bit. And I was reading in the book of Acts and there's this one situation where the church was praying together and they were under persecution and a lot of resistance. And so they prayed this prayer in the book of Acts and what they prayed was, is they said, God, would you give us boldness in this time of difficulties? And that's a prayer that I believe that I wanna pray for our church, that we would have boldness to be witnesses in our world today. Then they went on to say, God, would would you through your power demonstrate your signs and wonders? And so they began to ask God to work through them to do miraculous things that only the Holy Spirit can do. And so I went on and read the rest of the book of Acts and I started just underlining and circling places where I saw the Holy Spirit do a miraculous event and then people began to give their life to Christ. And 17 times that I found in the book of Acts that miracles help people convert or come into a relationship with Jesus because of the miracles. And so I want to encourage you today that the power of God is in you for boldness, but he's in you to, to pray and to believe God, to do great things through you because the power of the Holy Spirit validates the message. Paul said this at one point when he was, when he was writing in the gospel or in, I believe it was in Corinthians, but he said, he said this, he said, I'm not here To only present to you a message out of my wisdom and out of my charisma. But he said, I want to demonstrate it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so God's power of the Holy Spirit authenticates the message that we have. And you have a powerful message of Jesus Christ that saves. And so I want to share with you today that, that you are empowered for mission, I am empowered for mission. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is up on you is for to, to the power of God to witness and to make a difference with your life. And I believe that the, the whole mission of God is to rescue people. And he has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to partner with him to rescue people from a broken, hopeless life. If you read even in the back, in the, in the very beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, the story of Adam and Eve, when they first sinned, the first sin that humanity ever had, what happened was is they felt shame and they began to hide themselves from God. The Bible says that they, they began to, to try to make a way to cover themselves. They felt the shame. They felt the vulnerability. What happened was though, is they didn't begin to search for God. They hid from God. But because God loves humanity and his heart is to always rescue, the Bible says he came, God came to look for them. That's what it says in Genesis 3, 9. It says the Lord called to them and he said, where are you? And that's the heart of God to search for the broken, search for the lost, to search for those who are are separated from him. That's his call to humanity. Where are you? The Bible says in 1 Timothy, the heart of God, it says this is what is good and it pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved. God wants every person in our world, every person in your life and the people that you live around and the people that are in your school, he wants them to be saved and know Jesus Christ. All the way through the Bible, all the way to the book of Revelation, we find the same story. Revelation twenty two seventeen 17 says the spirit and the bride say, the spirit is God, the bride is the church. And so together with the power of God, the church has this to say. We say, come, we say, come and let anyone who has ears to say this. We all say as a church, come, let anyone who is thirsty, come to God. Let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life, Come, come to church and let us introduce you to a savior and his name is Jesus Christ. That's the heart of God. That's the entire Bible summarized for you as a rescue mission. Jesus declares his mission and he says it like this. He says, the son of man has not come, I'm sorry, the son of man has come to save. He has come to save those who are lost. And that's the mission. And that's mine and your mission today. By the power of God, the boldness inside of us because of the Holy Spirit, we, we are to take up the mission. We are to carry on God's mission. It says in John 17, 18, as you sent me into the world, I also, this is Jesus. You've sent me into the world. Now I send them, you and I, into the world. Amen, church? Amen. I want to take just the last few minutes of this message and share with you three reasons why you and I need to share our faith and the first thing I want to tell you is is we share our faith because that's our calling did you know that's your calling did you know you were called some people have asked me before you know I don't know my calling in life some people have said I don't know what my purpose is in life and I want to tell you your calling is to share your faith before you find Jesus before people know Jesus Listen, your calling is to find Jesus. But after you find Jesus, your calling is to share Jesus. And this is what the Bible says in the book of Matthew. And this is out of the message version. And I love this first statement. It says, let me tell you why you're here. Let me just tell you why you're here. That's a pretty good statement because people are asking, why am I here? Why did God leave me here on earth? What's my purpose in life? And let me share with you what your purpose is. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the good, I'm sorry, the God flavors of of earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste the godliness? You have lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. Well, that's no good. Salt it represents in many ways um, the ability to create a great flavor. And listen, you and I are created and we have been blessed by God. And so we should flavor our world with God. We should everywhere we go, people should taste God in us in some fashion. It says it this way. Here's another way to understand it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors of the world. God is not a secret To be kept. We're going public with this as a, as, as public as a city on a hill. And if you make this, sorry, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket. Do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I put you here on the hilltop on a light stand, what does it say? One, two, three, we are to shine for God keep an open house, be generous with your lives by opening up to others. Look what it says. You'll prompt people to open up with God. And that's what we're to do. We're called to prompt people. Your life, the shine of your life is here to prompt people to want to know God. I put it in a statement like this and I really like this statement. I'm gonna read it to you twice because the first time you're gonna think about it and the second time you're gonna clap, all right? So the first time, let me read it. I want my life to be so attractive that people who know me but don't know God will want to know God because they know me. All right, now this time you can clap because I'm gonna say it again because you're still, you got it this time, all right? Ready? I want my life to be so attractive That people who know me but don't know God will want to know God because they know me. That's such a great statement. So I want to share my faith. The second reason why I want to share my faith is because people need the Lord. People need the Lord. Without Jesus, people perish. Let's not forget that Heaven and hell are real places. I'm so excited about our church announcement today. And it's exciting and we clap and we celebrate. But church, I'm not here as your pastor to build buildings. I'm here to motivate us as a church to be a movement of people that care about lost people. We're not playing games like Christianity is a fun game we play. There's not like a win and loss in attendance numbers. There's a win and loss of heaven and hell. And our job is to rescue people and to populate heaven, to keep people from making the wrong choice of rejecting God. And people need the Lord. The Bible says in John 3, 16, you know this, but out of the message, it's going to seem fresh to you. It says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And he says, this is why he did that. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He, to, he came to help, to put the world right again. And anyone who trusts in him is acquitted or their sins are forgiven. But anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without even knowing it. And why is this? Because of the person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God when they introduced him. It's a sobering thought, heaven and hell. And what we do really matters. The reason we go to all the work on Sunday to to set up in a gymnasium, to to be able to put this, this platform together and people that come in at 5.30 on Sunday morning to set all this up and people who stay after church from the time we end till almost two o'clock to, to pack all this up. We don't do it just because we, we like, you know, light construction. We do it because we care about people. We do it because people matter. And the, the balance of people's lives is in our hands. And God has called us to, to reach the lost and God has compelled us as a, as a church body to be a part of the mission of reaching people. Listen, we're not about buildings, we're about people. I'm grateful for a building, but I want to reach people. And I don't want to wait until we get a building to be on the mission. People need the Lord. People need the Lord, amen? The the third reason for us to be on mission, the reason I share my faith is because I was once lost. I'm so grateful that Jesus saved me. I'm so grateful that my life was changed. My mom took me to Billy Graham crusade. And I heard Billy Graham preach the gospel when I was 10 years old and I responded because someone cared enough to take me and someone cared enough to preach it. And I gave my life to Christ. I walked down this auditorium and I prayed a prayer with someone and and my life has been radically changed, not perfectly changed. And it took a lot of work of a lot of people helping me to get there. But I'm so grateful that what God has done in my life. Some of you have similar stories. You have, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was broken and now I'm whole because of Jesus Christ in our life. Because I was once lost, Second Corinthians says this, for Christ's love compels us. compels us. His love compels us. Matter of fact, I think we need a little bit of of the case of the, I can't help it. I can't help but tell somebody what Christ has done in my life. I can't help it when I'm at school to tell somebody how good my Jesus is. I can't help it that when I'm at at work and I, I have an opportunity to pray for somebody, I just can't help it because Jesus has been so good to me. The Bible says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. He died for us. And so church, as I close up today, I want to remind us that, that yes, we're excited about our building and Jelly Beans is now Life Church. It's great. But that's not our goal to build a building. It's part of it. And so, but I want us to, to be excited about doing kingdom work today. I want us to be on the mission. And so today as I close, I just want to remind you to pray. I want to remind you to give. If you want to be part of our campaign, you can see Greg. But the most important thing is, is we can't miss God's mission today. And so I'm asking you to shine. I'm asking you to go into your your schools. I'm asking you to go to work and shine for Jesus. Be the salt and the light today. Amen. I want to close in prayer. But what I'm going to do is pray for you to be all of those things. And so I need you, I want you to come into agreement with that. I want you to go, yes, I, I want to do that, Pastor Tim. But before you have to agree with it, I'll tell you what you're agreeing to. All right, it's helpful to know what you're agreeing to. So what I'm going to pray is for you to be bold. I'm going to pray this week there's a sense of boldness on you. And you are going to have an opportunity to share your faith with somebody this week. You're going to have an opportunity this week to invite somebody to church. And so that's going to happen this week. If you come into agreement, listen, I'm just telling you, God is good like that. And he just wants to see you go to work. All right. He's like, he's like, listen, you're going to leave here and go on the mission field today. So whenever you go to your restaurant, wherever you go eat today, listen, you're on a mission field. So when I pray for you in just a minute, you need to know that there's going to be opportunities all around you. And if you say, yes, I want to be bold, then what are you going to do? You're going to do what God's asked you to do. So if you want that, let's just raise your your hand and say, I'm ready. I'm committed to the contract and I want to be bold. So Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the opportunities that are in front of us. Lord, we're grateful for a building to come, but God, we want mission now. Lord, there are lost people that need to hear. There are people that need to know Jesus as their savior. And God, I pray right now for every hand that's up, that there would be a new boldness in them. And God, this week, when that opportunity comes, they would either pray for them, they would share their faith or invite them to church. And so, Lord, there's our hand. We agree and we're in a contract in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 But one of the most important things I do every Sunday is to invite people to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so today I want to follow this message and invite anyone that has never met Jesus to become a follower, to make that decision. I want you to know that you are loved by God. He loves you with everything, every being in God. He is love, He loves you. Not based on anything you have ever done or haven't done. He loves you. Our sin is what has separated us. Every person has missed the mark, we've all sinned. Jesus came to earth to die for your sins. He died to take the punishment for your sins. He took it upon himself, so you're not punished, so I'm not punished, and we are free from our sin. We are forgiven, and we can have a relationship with God. Your job is to receive it, to say, yes, I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so in this really special moment in our service, there's an opportunity for people today to choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Would you bow your heads in this really holy moment? I feel God's presence in the room today. If you're ready to choose to follow Jesus, would you lift your hand to me? Pastor Tim, yes, I wanna follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, even when I don't deserve it. I'm sorry for my sin. I choose to turn to Jesus. I ask for forgiveness and I receive my salvation today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Come on, give it. Hang on. Um, one thing I was, um, I'm just going to listen, just totally off chart here. So just hang with me. Um, so in worship today, I I totally meant to bring this in earlier in my message at the beginning, but I was just praying. I felt like the Holy spirit gave me two places that people need healing. And so I know you're all ready to go home, but somebody needs to be healed today. All right. Um, so this is just a Holy spirit moment. And um, so I was praying and And I just felt in two areas that people were were hurting and God wanted to move on. And so one was in your back left, what is that bone back there, Eli? Shoulder, no, behind your shoulder, scapula, scapula. I'm not a doctor, I'm just telling you where the pain is. Um, But in that scapula area, I felt like there was a burning sensation and God wanted to heal that today. And I also felt in your left foot, God wanted to heal something today. And so, hey, if that's you, would you just lift your hand up? That that touch anybody? There's one hand. Great. A couple hands. Listen, just, you know what? Somehow God saw you today. Would y'all just come into agreement with me with these couple people, their hands up? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your spirit that just gives us knowledge beyond our own ability. And God, for some reason, you wanted to point that out. And I'm going to believe that there are miracles in this house today. And Lord, would you touch... And would you do a miracle in those that have their hand up in Jesus' name? Amen. 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 Awesome. Now,